Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. Brian Semling is an experienced entrepreneur with over 25 years in business. He is the founder and CEO of Blitz Innovation. He has built several brands, such as Brian's Toys, a collectible toy business, to several Amazon FBA brands like Strictly Bricks and Clever Creations. His latest adventure is Rovox, a modern athleisure footwear brand which can be found at rovoxfootwear.com. On the podcast, Brian will talk with other entrepreneurs and social media influencers about their entrepreneurial journey, from what it takes to start and run a business to how they may continue to grow their brands and where they see themselves in their businesses in the future. And now, here's your host, Brian Semley. Welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. This is Brian Semling. Today, our guest is Shovi, a Twitch streamer with over 1,300 followers. Welcome, Shovi. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. So, Shovi, I'd like you to tell us about your journey uh, in becoming an influencer. Yeah, 100%. Well, I started out, uh, my hobby was playing video games, and I used to play with all my buddies, and that was in high school and, and college. And during when I was up upstate for college, my buddy was like, you should start streaming. You know, you're funny. You have sort of, you're personable. And uh, I decided to go on the platform of Twitch. I was greeted with a warm welcome with everybody, with my viewers and stuff like that. And uh, ever since then, it's been a, a pretty good success. Tell us uh, a little bit about Twitch because that's kind of a you know a newer social media yeah. for a lot of people. So tell us a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. So Twitch is a streaming platform for music, gaming, sports. I mean anything you can think of. There's even live podcasts where you interact with your viewers throughout the podcast. You have guests on and stuff like that. So um, it's just a live streaming place where the comments from viewers can come straight to you. You have a a screen here where it tells you what you know what they're saying and you respond and. It's very interactive in that way. Sounds like the key is live streaming. So it's live basically. Is yeah, it? it's all live. Yeah. Not recorded. And does that make it a lot of uh, a lot of fun and uh, maybe more interactive than if it's yeah, live? It's definitely super, super interactive. Uh, it's good to see what my viewers want to see, what they don't want to see. You know, sometimes I'll be playing a game. They're like, I ah, don't play that game, play a different game or whatever it may be. So it's fun to interact with them like that. So what type of games do you play? Um, I play, so FPS is also known as first person shooters. They're like, uh, Call of Duty. I also play like open world games, like Escape from Tarkov, uh, GTA, um, some of like the, the mainstream games like Minecraft, Fortnite, stuff like that. I, sometimes I play those. Uh, I've also been sort of changing it up where I just talk to my audience and we just have a discussion, you know, topics, whatever we want to talk about. That's how we go about the uh, streams recently. On specific games, you ever play Star Wars Battlefront? I have. I, uh. I didn't play a lot of it, but I played it. It's a lot of fun, actually. I have a good time with that one. So I have an 11-year-old son uh, named (laughs) Eric, and he plays a couple games, but primarily one game, and it's Star Wars Battlefront, which he's been playing for a few years. So he is very, very very good (laughs) at that game. So uh, so what does a typical day look like for you working uh, 
with social media and your your channel what does what does it yeah. look like so other than because obviously streaming is you know you block off like three four hours where you're dedicated to live streaming that game or whatever you're doing other than that it's pulling content from that stream um like to put on tiktok put on youtube put on youtube shorts put on instagram um i've also been recently i've been working with um adobe after effects premiere and photoshop that's sort of adobe suite where you're able to create graphics create videos edit videos and stuff like that so that's primarily what i'm doing is editing youtube videos or shorts and then posting them to the channel basically the stream yeah the stream yeah so tell me some things that people don't know about working with social media. We've talked a little bit about the editing, but what might be some yeah. other things that... Uh... Um, I think it might be the consistency because when it comes to... Because like you could stream every day, that's fine. But branching out into other platforms is probably the key thing to, to understand and, and go forward with. So you could stream every day. But then if you're not putting up TikToks, you're not putting up YouTube videos, you're not going to be seen by multiple audiences. So you're not going to grow as fast as you would if you were to take advantage of those other social media platforms. Yeah. So basically, yeah, not just the you need to be continuously marketing, not just live streaming is kind yeah. of the, the point, kind of cross marketing to the other. Do you focus primarily on Twitch as being your primary and the others are what funnel people to Twitch or yeah. is it a little different than that? So right now I'm in the process of building my YouTube channel. Um, Twitch has been my main. Obviously, it's forever growing. You know, if we're not growing, we're we're stagnant. Um, so when it comes to Twitch, that's what I've been maining for everybody to go to to funnel people in. And now I'm trying to branch off into YouTube as well, with Twitch still being a main staple of what I do as a content creator. Okay. So Twitch expanding to YouTube at, uh, to kind of do uh, to do both. So what did it take to grow your social media following? You kind of talked a, a little bit about doing the promotions and so forth of, you know, off of Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe just stepping back a little bit, like, you know, what were some of those things that you did from day one to, to get to where you're at now? Any other insights that you have for us? Yeah, I think for me, it was it was just getting out there and doing it um, and doing it every day and doing it for a long amount of time. You got to treat sort of building a brand as any other job, whether it's a nine to five or whatever it may be. You have to view it as, okay. I need to put the same amount of work I would into a typical, you know, whatever it be, nine to five, whatever, you know, how that works. So it's sort of just every day waking up, streaming, finding other ways to branch out into other social media platforms and building a presence on all of them at once. I think that's sort of how I started. I started with just doing Twitch streaming every day. I got a following. Um, The cool thing about Twitch is that you can interact with other and sort of uh, network with other streamers and they can raid you, send their meeting, send their followers over to you. And then you sort of just build up from there and they start coming to your channel and saying, Hey, this guy's cool. Let me watch his content. Right. Kind of back and forth basically. And yeah. uh, cross promotion in a different way. Uh, so how has social media changed your life? Um, I think if, uh, if social media wasn't sort of, if I just didn't use social media for gaming or whatever, maybe I'd probably just be a gaming hobby. Like that'd be a hobby for me, but luckily it's allowing me to build a career in this field where I could just create content and play games and use my hobby as fuel to create content for viewers to watch. Yeah. So it sounds like it's, it's enabled you to take what would be a hobby otherwise and turn it into a career basically. So it makes it easier to take your passion and, um, 
and not have it as just your hobby, but really have it as your, you know, your main thing instead of going to get a job during the day and then, you know, maybe doing this after hours. So, yeah. All right. So you went to college for accounting. Um, has your education with business played any role in your branding? Has it has it impacted you at all? I would say so in a couple of ways. One of them is um, anybody who went to college for business knows they have to take a couple of marketing classes, a couple of finance classes. So when I was taking those marketing classes, I was able to use sort of that advertisement uh, using social media consistency, stuff like that for people to see you, as well as when it comes to accounting, um, I just recently started sort of selling merch. So being able to do that, I need to know the numbers and, and set up a business in that aspect. Um, I would like to get to the point where I own my own like merch department where I'm able to uh, manufacture and supply and deliver. Um, until then, I'm using a third party source to do that. But all of those, you know, with the accounting and the language of business, you got to know that in order to run a business like that. Yeah, so hopefully, kind of put it to some practical use with your, uh, with in essence your current uh, business. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, while on the front end you're live streaming and a personality and a gamer, um, there's also like the business side of things, which does involve accounting and uh, finance and numbers, basically. So, mm-hmm. um, so if social media disappeared tomorrow, what would you do? I think it might be wrapped up for uh, for my brand, I guess. Uh, I'd probably just go back to accounting, to be honest yeah. with you. Maybe open up my own business outside of that. Uh, one of my dreams is getting to real estate, but that's a whole other story. But if I weren't to, uh, to be streaming and playing video games, it'd probably be getting into real estate, um, seeing what I can do with my accounting degree and, and pursue that. But would that be like um, like selling real estate or would that be more investing in real estate and, you know, renting and, you know, I would try to do, I would try to do both. I know with renting, it's, it's a little bit safe, like buying in, uh, let's say a a three family house and then renting that out. It's a little safer than flipping houses in case there's any problems with that, but I'd probably do both if I could, but on the safe side, renting a little more risky, go into house flipping. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to have at least uh, some ideas of things that uh, interest you and that could be, uh, you know, just alternatives, um, you know, what have you. So uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Um, I don't know if there's like a quantitative like way to, to like, there's no like, oh, I wish I have a million followers at this point, you know, in 10 years or whatever, maybe um, just to be able to be successful with with streaming and perfect my craft with graphic designing, social media platforms in order to teach others how to do that, how to sort of get into the field of social media and get into the field of uh, being either a streamer, a gamer, or just making your passion your job. You know, making your passion lucrative in that sense. That's neat. When did you start, by the way? Uh, how long has it been? Um, it's been under a year. So I've grown pretty quickly under the year. It's actually been somewhat overwhelming because I wasn't expecting this to, to work out the way it does, you know. But I would say about eight months, probably six months steady. Did you start while you were in school or are you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, I was at school when I wasn't taking tests and didn't doing other stuff. I was, I was streaming on my, on the, the side time and I was able to gain a following around like 250 followers. And then when I got back home after school, the summer really picked up. And is that when you made the decision? Like, Hey, I want to try this, you know, full time rather than going into the accounting field, see what I can make of it. Yeah. Well, I, I realized like, you know, if it continues to grow the way it's growing, I mean, there's no other option but success, you know? So I was like, I might as well just 
put some effort into this and see how it goes. And if it doesn't, obviously I have a, I have a degree in order to, to pursue that worst case scenario, but yeah. I don't think there's going to be, you know, that, that sort of downhill. That necessary. Well, yeah. kudos to you for taking that, uh, that chance betting on yourself, uh, to go for it basically. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sounds like things are going well and, and good luck with that. I appreciate uh, that. Anyway. Um, by no means uh, a social media expert. I've been in business for over 20 years, launched mm-hmm. and, and uh, grown a number of different online brands from collectible toys to different products that we and brands that we have sold on Amazon. I'm just curious if you have any uh, any questions you might have for me, any insights you might be uh, that you could use or yeah, 100%. any advice that you might be looking for. Yeah, go ahead. Rovox, where fashion meets fitness. Yeah, no, I uh, I'm always down to to learn, you know, and continue to learn. And if there's any advice you're willing to give me, based on sort of the the merchandise side of it, obviously I'm working on my own merch, seeing how I can how I can make that a side business within the creating a brand. Um, I'm assuming you guys had to work when you were working on multiple businesses. You had to create a brand and push a brand, and um, I'm assuming you have some insight on that. Yeah. Um, so. A couple of things just uh, that come to mind as we're talking is one, and this is more general even than the question that you asked, as you get into something and you start with an idea of what you're shooting for, what your goals are, that uh, sometimes things are different as you get down the path than what you expect. And so just being able to pivot and to you know embrace, uh, have your finger on the pulse of um, your customers or in this case, your followers. And be able to pivot and uh, and go where they're, you know, in our case, you know, with which products or types of products uh, we're working best. And in your case, you know, where you're resonating, you know, most, maybe maybe most closely with your audience um, would be some general advice because it's difficult to know what the future holds. But when you're nimble and able to adapt to, all right, you know what, here's a new trend. It's going great for me. I might need to um, be able to to uh, jump onto that quickly, that's something to, to kind of keep in mind. As far as going to, you know, marketing your products and so forth, so yeah, so we have built, uh, you know, brands over time and, um, you know, my original business is Brian's Toys, buying and selling collectible toys, primarily Star Wars toys. And that was where, um, in a certain sense, I started like you in terms of it being a, a hobby of mine, collecting toys. And I turned, and, and that passion for toys extended to become a business where instead of just buying and collecting, I was buying and selling and and uh, trying to make a profit. So you know that would probably be um, in some ways similar to what you're doing of kind of like grabbing onto that passion and trying to turn that into a a career, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the uh, you know the merchandise goes and so forth. I don't have specific insight into like customized merchandise or exactly how to to market that. I guess at a general uh, level, I think as you build that connection with your audience, that that is, you know, and, and you come up with, and maybe you know, so there's some thoughts that come to mind and maybe you've done this, but you ask your audience, maybe what would you, what type of merchandise would you be most interested in? Run some promotions where, you know, they get items either free or maybe at cost or 50% off with them being kind of your beta testers, your, your group of um, people that are helping you figure out what is it that um, 
what resonates best basically right i mean is it uh a jersey like you've got in the background is it a, yeah, is right. it a <laughs> you know is it a polo shirt is it some other type of product that that goes well with your audience so so reaching out to them and being mm-hmm. um you know in, involving them in the uh the process to kind of help allow your base to to come along for the ride and yeah, right. early adopters to be the ones that, you know, kind of get the best deal. And, um, you know, uh, you may not be able to pay for free merchandise for everybody, but, you know, discounts or what have you that kind of help, you know, incentivize uh, those people. I think that would be, you know, that would be something. And then trying to figure out how potentially, you know, those people who really appreciate and love what you do, you know, can help you basically, right? So kind of like asking them, they've signed up for that product but you know asking them to you know go out and uh spread the word and you know i know like from my again my 11 year old son who follows different people for star wars battlefront where you know my son's really good but there's people that are you know world class that are better than him oh yeah yeah. and uh he's probably in the top one percent but there's people in the top tenth of one percent or yeah right right one percent yeah. And, you know, and he follows their, you know, streams and so forth. And I know how passionate he is. Like, he, he's, like, super excited. Like, can I spend five bucks to, like, you know, donate to XYZ, you know, mm-hmm. um, channel or what have you. And I know that, you know, that passion that um, that fans, that followers can have to, to legitimately want to support, you know, what you're doing. So Yeah. I think that's why Twitch is such a great, you know, it, it's a great community because it, it sort of pushes people to to support their favorite streamers or their favorite content creators or whatever it may be um but yeah everything everything you said i definitely want to start getting into asking viewers you know do you guys like this shirt do you guys like this shirt do you guys want me to sell you know short socks whatever it may be you know um i definitely give that a try yeah and they might throw an idea at you that you hadn't thought of and it's like could be a great idea they're not all gonna be great ideas right but you <laughs> yeah if you share those ideas and you and you get enough feedback then um you know eventually you'll i think find the ones that resonate best with um with your audience hey are there any questions that i haven't asked today that uh you wished i would have asked um i have a question that could have been asked it was uh so Obviously, with gaming, it it seems like it's geared towards, you know, younger children in between the ages of maybe seven to 14. Uh, One of the questions that people ask me all the time is, do you feel like there's a stigma when it comes to being a gamer as an adult and sort of being a content creator for that? Because it is a newer thing, right? It's a newer career path, career choice. And I've gotten some feedback from older generations where they're like, ah, what is this? You know, playing video games to make money. I don't know about all this. And, uh, but I always think that's an interesting topic like, uh, to talk about. Yeah. Well, that, what do you typically say then? So if that comes up as a question, um, show me this sounds kind of, uh, you know, to maybe a good portion of the population, particularly the, let's say, I don't know, 40 plus, maybe whatever it is. 50 plus type of crowd like what do you yeah what what do you say well i I usually say you know i ask them the first question i ask them is usually do you watch tv um and if they say yes obviously i go down the uh, the realm of well this is also entertainment for uh younger audiences who can sort of be personable with and it's even closer because you can interact directly with your favorite streamers because they have that chat option to talk to people 
Yeah, um, that's an interesting point that, you know, in the before social media, certainly before the Internet, um, media was relatively um, gated and controlled, right? There mm-hmm. was a few channel, you know, there's a few major networks and there's, you know, cable TV and there's movies, but the, the regular person wouldn't have much of a chance um, to be really persistent and give it a shot, maybe to get on a, a local um, channel of sorts or something like that. Yeah. But um, it was a pretty select group of people that could could entertain, in essence, the, mm-hmm. the rest of the population. And now it's kind of wide open to everybody giving it a shot and doing their best and to sink or swim, basically. But there's it's a lot there. The gates have been removed and you kind of get to you know, build that audience and, and build off of your merit, basically. But good analogy to, you know, kind of TV from the, uh, you know, the old days, basically, where yeah. right, if you're a consumer of TV, you're consuming media, you like to be entertained, and you may or may not pay for that, you know, whether it's cable or whether it's free, but ultimately there's there's ads and it's a business and the people on, you know, on these programs are making money. Well, yeah. what you're doing isn't really... Uh, that different from that. At the end of the day, you're going to have advertising dollars or you're going to sell merchandise or both. You're going to do, you're looking for revenue streams. Sometimes you might have to be creative basically, but it's ultimately about building an audience and building that connection with the audience and that audience supporting you one way or the other, basically, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it's so, and that isn't different. Now what you're, you know, uh, it's not traditional, Certainly, for no, not at all. Yeah, was you know like your your grandparents and even your parents like not necessarily that it isn't the type of thing that uh, they grew up with as even being a possibility. So it's definitely a little bit foreign. But the idea of entertainment, I think that makes sense. I think that's a good um, you know good analogy. And they've all seen TV, so you can kind of relate that yeah back to them. So so that's good. And I think that's uh, like a way of demonstrating it as a business and a, and a way to, in a way that they can understand that, I think. Yeah, at least show it as like legitimate, you know, that there is sort of a, a production value to this. It's not just, let me turn on my camera, let me play video games and, and call it a day. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, so tell us as we're wrapping up here where uh, viewers can find more information about you and, uh, you know, find your, your yeah. channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on else. On most platforms, uh, the ones I'm on right now is Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, uh, and TikTok. Uh, it's all just Chovy underscore official on all of those platforms. You want to spell that for us just so there's no confusion? Yeah. So it's C-H-O-V-I underscore O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. All right, cool. So Chovy underscore um, official. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, great. So we want to make it easy for uh, people to go and find you. So, Shobi, it's been nice to have you on the uh, the podcast today. Thank you for your time. Thank you. And I'm Brian Sumlin, and this is the Fit for Success podcast.